0: Like living with a six year old.
1: I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam.
2: You sound like his mom. He likes sport too. You guys would be such good friends.
3: I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face, Paul will be the muscle, and then Eric will be
2: oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> Paul I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad shape. <laughs>
0: Welcome to this
2: week's episode of the Forefathers Podcast, where we
1: talk about faith, family, and other efforts. Welcome to the Forefathers
2: Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Eric. I'm Fife. And I'm Paul, and you're listening to the Forefathers Podcast today a podcast about faith, fatherhood, friendship, family and other f words like uh, foundational
0: churches. Why did oh, they break up? Oh, <laughs>
2: you nailed it. Thank you, sir. I had nothing. Zero. Nothing for that at all. Foundational churches. I love it. I love it. So tonight, so tonight, uh we were we had one topic in mind and we're pivoting a little really? bit. Pivot, pivot. And uh, which is good. We're going to talk about music, but I need uh, music is a very serious conversation. So I need decades to think about and plan my music. My music <laughs> well, that, thoughts. That, that's job insurance so, right there. Which we're not is going to talk about it right.
3: for decades. We're going to have a ton more episodes. <laughs> to right. think about what we're going to talk. Yeah,
2: about. <laughs> I give Five a hard time because he always wants to know what the topic is years in advance. But music is the one that I want to know what the topic is a long Dude, time because I want to old. plan it. And you now he's be- flipped over.
3: You, you've converted me. I am no longer in that realm any longer. I just, you know, kind of just decide, <laughs> hey, whatever
2: moves me on like the way we've converted we you win. to laziness. Awesome. <laughs> done and done. Um, so what we're chatting about and, and uh, uh, Eric, you can probably uh, set the, the stage a little bit better than I have, but we're just talking about. Uh, Throws, no uh, delay. churches churches leaving churches in fact in this regard and we just we thought we just hit the record button get the uh tape of flowing, in as it were and uh just kind of chat about it because it, it's kind of fascinating so um so yeah so eric if you could set the stage for us what um what, what happened that we've been chatting about that we that yeah so, set so the stage. yeah, go ahead.
1: so i have been i guess basically for Almost my entire life, definitely all of my adult life, I've been a member of the Vineyard Community, the Vineyard um, movement of churches. And so, uh, over the last few weeks, the Anaheim Vineyard Church decided to leave the the U.S. portion of the Association of Vineyard Churches, Um, and they have a lot of reasons for it. Uh, and And the thing that makes this really impactful is. We just recently changed our leadership over the summer. Um, we, we took on a new uh, director of the association. And on top of that, the Anaheim Vineyard is kind of where the guy who started the vineyard set up his home base. And, and, and that church has been a part of the vineyard for over 40 years. It's been there for a long time. And for a lot of people in the vineyard, it was kind of like, for a long time, it was the core of what you could do right. And it was a very successful church. Now, over the last decade or two, it's struggled. Um, and when the people who are the current leaders, the current senior pastors at uh, Anaheim took over, they, it wasn't nearly as big of a church. And they've basically tripled it in size over the last four years while they've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's always weird to me when something that has been the way it is for so long, you know, for four or five, de- you know, at least four decades, right? Since at least the '80s, when it decides that it's no longer a part of a movement that it was a part of, and that's a really hard conversation for me because I'm a we we just stay at it until it's done and it's working. Yeah. So you beat uh, the horse till it's dead. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, I really am. If I have one really good trait. I flipping persevere (laughs) (laughs) to a a T (laughs) sometimes you could argue that I should, I should jump a little faster than I do from whatever I'm working Mm -hmm. on and that there's not as much value in that perseverance, but it is a skill that I definitely have.
2: Well, and a skill that we all have because we were all members for six years of the mill city vineyard. Um, a, uh, uh, challenging time i would say in all our lives something that we certainly all learned um probably quite quite a bit from i know i certainly did but none of us were the ones that were like hey let's you know close it down we were all in it in it to win in it to win it and then um, somebody else had to make the decision hey this clearly isn't working let's um put a pause or stop this uh stop this and You know, I think had it still been going, we probably would have still been going. Like, I feel like we still would have been setting up and tearing down. And
3: (laughs) no way, I don't know, man. At Uh, my stage in
2: life right now,
3: I would not want to go back to that whatsoever.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, but I'm not saying go back to that. I'm saying at some point, I think we just baked it into our lives. Like we, we, it's just something we just that that we just did. So I think
0: it's, I think it's also perspective. Like, what was our perspective out of it versus what was god's perspective out of it like oh yeah if no. i look back at that yeah. like we built some pretty good relationships we had relationships mm-hmm. with jacob and Satu who came in with mm-hmm. with uh um so mm-hmm. with, uh why am i drawing a blank on uh er- ernie and the and car the yeah yeah yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so i have a question around that
3: just maybe just a sidebar I and mean, if we go off the rails here a little bit but i think like in the the grand scheme of things if we never really decided to go beyond just that small group, would those relationships have been furthered any further than what they were in the environment we were in? Like, I kind of my personal take on it is, I think that those relationships still would have been and still are today because of that small, small group format that we had. I think you know, would have been whether or not we decided to do the formal, you know, production, we call church or church plant, you know, would have, you know, not affected those people that did come in, you know, into our, you know, kind of circle of friends and, and whatnot. I mean, I, it's funny, because like, I get older, and it's like, okay, yeah, I have a small group of friends. And I have, a, you know, I have people that I interface with and stuff like that. But they are, um you know, they kind of fall into that same bucket. Like, would we, would I still be friends with them if I wasn't involved like in doing that church plant? And my opinion of it is, yeah, I probably still would be friends with them because, you know, it's more about the value of the relationship than it is, you know, whether or not we were successful as a church plant.
2: Well, I think it would have been, I feel like it still might've been different levels and different layers, like still, you'd be more friends maybe because just connecting with different people on different uh in different ways. But um I feel like and I have no <laughs> I there's no biblical basis for this except for my anecdotal experience, which is always a challenging place to be. But I really feel like God tell God over and over is like you need to meet new people. Like there's there's always going to be the people that you bring along. And again, this is Paul's life, so I'm just looking at that. But I just feel like there's been a lot of times when there's certainly the people that I've kept along that I've been so blessed and so amazingly super blessed and lucky to co- bring you guys along with me in my crazy life. But on the other hand, like there's a lot of joy right now. And when I meet new people, like meeting, meeting new people at church or yeah. – having new people come on the worship team or like, that's just, that's where it's at. So I just feel like in some vein, in some way, shape or form, I feel like, um, and I don't know what we learned from that. I haven't, it's not a, it's not a sussed out uh, thought. I just feel like at some point there would have been new people in and out. And because I just, you know um, we've, the other thing too, is we've had journey groups. It was what we, we call them at our church. They, to me, they stagnate when they have the same people and people are like, Yeah, we can build a relationship, but like it also becomes a group think and it becomes they all think the same thing and it becomes very dangerous because then they, they become more, their group then is more important than the connection to the church or the connection to other people. And that gets really dangerous really quickly, um, in my humble opinion. So. Not sure. Not quite sure. I went there, but I guess on what I'm saying is yes, we still would have been friends with some people, but I think God still would have injected opinions in like
3: in this podcast are not those of <laughs> that's our <right>. own.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's right. that's right. Well, it's yeah. funny, you know, like and the Mill City Vineyards a great a great example of this, right? Like, we did do it, and we probably did it for a little longer than we should have. Than we should have. But when we find, when, I I mean, I'm assuming Steve had the same conversation with everybody, but he came and talked to me about it and he's like, listen, it's time, like, this is where I'm at. And I, and I basically looked at him and I was like, okay, Steve, like, I'm looking at this and I feel like it's time for us to stop. I I feel like it's time for this to no longer be a church. Mm. And, and that was one conversation I would had with Steve, but after that conversation, the conversations, started coming more quickly between all of us.
3: We, we should phrase this, uh, frame this a little bit. Steve, when we refer to Steve, we were talking of Steve as our pastor and he was, you know, he was obviously a very close friend and still is a close friend. And, and, you know, it, it was a very big impact in a lot of our youth. So, you know, it, he had a lot of um, facets in our lives, but, you know, from an adult perspective, we're all playing adults in this church and this church plant, I think um you know from the adult side of things it was definitely um for me a relief um you know when the the final like decision was made that that we were moving you know to end that chapter um but at the same time it was you know i'm sure bittersweet like we all may share in different levels and you know not knowing i would never look at it now and even i think when you know the doors finally closed and we were all done and the last piece of a soundboard equipment was transferred to somebody else or whatever, and um you know we had you know basically gotten rid of everything that uh it was it was calming, and it was like, okay, let's just move to the next chapter and and so I'm trying to like h- h- think about how we dovetail this into like some of the more current stuff because I mean that was like what twenty how long ago twenty five years ago,
0: probably.
1: Yeah, I, I think the dovetail here is these decisions are never taken lightly, right? Sure. And so, so when you, whenever you're running an organization of any sort, and especially an organization whose responsibility is to reach out to the people around them with the love of God, and and honestly, like as a church, we are often dealing with people who have bad, like
3: broken. Uh,
1: yeah, well, that have baggage, but we also have baggage that comes from our experience in past churches we've been in. Mm-hmm. And so how do you have the conversation? How do you make the decision? How do you communicate the decision? And how do you clean up the fallout, which I, I think is really hard. And and just so everybody's clear, um, the reason we're having this conversation, and I think I laid this out, is the Vineyard Anaheim, which is a part of the Vineyard Churches, and would be considered kind of like the mother church of all of the vineyards because it's where John Wimber set up his base of operations for 40 years?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll frame it in that sense. I don't think it is today, and I don't think it is going, you know, in terms of the scale of all of the stuff that's gone on in terms of transition and change and whatnot. Well, but it is, that's true. It, it, it is a, we'll say, a cornerstone of the vineyard movement as a whole.
1: And I've actually heard the phrase monument to John Wimber, Oh god! In, yes. in articles that I've read, right, like so, scary. which well, there which are is a lot... little weird. Like, I am not, I am not yeah. about that, but but it is, but there is a reality to, you know, it is the church that John Wimber built. Yeah, there is
0: a lot of articles out there where people feel scorned because that's where they, that that's the church, not only from a movement perspective, but also that's a church where they found their relationship or found their relationship in the Vineyard movement itself, and. So there's a there's a lot of people out there, and I was just reading some articles that people are like really torn at this this point and feel betrayed, and it's just interesting to see.
3: Well, but it's like if you think about it, if you had a family member who you were very close to for your whole entire life, childhood life and whatnot, and then all of a sudden that family member just disappeared. I mean that that's like you know the same scenario. It's like you you, right. you feel betrayed and torn and destroyed right. and you know everything that you know is gone. I mean and, and, and you know I know as an adult, yeah, that, that those times will pass. It's sort of like a breakup with a you know <laughs> a longtime friend or whatever. But
0: you know it, it is it is one of those well, phases in life we have to grow through, right? And, and it's also fun. It's also interesting to see that the 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 move of the spirits and the gift of the spirit has always been kind of a. Tr- Turmoil, ever-changing mm-hmm. topic in the vineyard. I mean, you look at the points with the Kansas City vineyard and and Randy and you look and John Paul, and you look at the points and with with uh, up up in the Toronto vineyard when the movement was happening there and the kind of the the split off at that point in 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 the in the history of the vineyard itself, so on and so forth, and the direction that 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 those types of moves moves and giftings of the spirit were we're going in, in 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 some aspects a little different from the direction of what the vineyard movement was as a whole heading towards
3: do you, do you it, feel like that's more the movement or do you feel like that's more just the people being passionate to almost a fault
0: uh, i think it's a little both i think i think i think there's 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 pieces in the movement where where and, and by all means these these events that took place in the past were never on on a on we are we always on a level ground. They were never uh, uh there was never any animosity to the the, the situations. There was a, a in many aspects there was there was a, a, a agreement that God was moving the things in a different direction for for different subsets of those churches and it wasn't just it, overall it was a feeling that that wasn't the direction of where the vineyard as a whole was going. And so there was, there was a, a it was never a cutoff. N- none of these were really cut off points where it was, d- there was disdain or anything like that. It was a, a agreed upon prayed about situation where a lot of these points, they moved on and, and separated ways and blessed each other on the way out. But, but uh, if you see that in the history of the vineyard, the, between the 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 movement of the spirit and the gifts and and kind of that fine line. Well, I I
3: think you know that's not so much a vineyard specific thing. I mean, biblically, that's you know the model that should be applied anyway. I mean, how many times do we see that you know Paul is you know even a church that was going in a, a different direction, he was always willing to just you know basically bless them and move them on and move and you know and move on with his you know mission and, and vision of what you know he was called to, but. Whatever the other churches were doing, and, you know, he was sort of partnering with them, but you know, didn't make you know it about just that specific thing. He would, you know, kind of round out the whole G- gift, gift. The gifts of the spirit is always a
0: funny. Well, it's, 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 always a funny... it's a gray
3: area. It's not like concrete.
0: Well, it, it it's it's a tough direction to follow, to follow. Sometimes, where where in certain situations, it can look like it's. There's always this balance of trying to to walk the lines of what what according to the Bible and what what God states in his word and and making that your your truth line versus the sometimes the the concern of the movement of what's perceived as the movement of the Holy Spirit. So,
3: well, I think like the big like don't you think that there's a bigger in my mind I I'm, I'm thinking kind of like church kind of um logistics in terms of leadership and the direction and the vision and all that stuff. So like if if you take that in terms of how and where pastors and leadership steer that stuff, it's that's, I would never want to be in that position. I don't, I I would, if for me, I, if I was in that place of where like, okay, we have to make decisions on how far do we allow us to go down the rabbit hole, excuse the phrase of, you know, finding or seeking out gifts and that stuff. I mean, and that's kind of what this whole split, thing is of the Anaheim leaving is that they pursuing something that from a strategic
0: stroke. is you know, that I don't know I haven't well I haven't okay that so, I so I actually I don't want to say I actually
1: yeah. went and read the family update and and they don't say that it's about spiritual
0: growth. yeah they yeah, say they feel
1: a, like the spirit is leading them in a different, different direction, direction that's not which kind of seems like
0: right. a cop out <laughs> well not that I say <laughs> no, I don't want to say cop that's out like, but that l- let like, me pray for you brother like and move on no the the thing turning line where there's there's definitely some underlying things where it's like, you know, we just we're, we just feel God's moving us in a different direction. Yes. Well, so let's be clear.
1: All of us have had responsibilities in leadership. Oh, yeah. In those responsibilities in leadership, we don't always share every detail of yeah. the decisions that we make with the people that we're leading. Right. Because yeah. honestly, Never some people can't it. handle all of the details of the decisions yeah. that we're making. Yeah. Like That's right. just a reality. Unfortunately, no, yeah. you know, you, we talked about is somebody drilling?
2: Oh, sorry. No, no, I was breathing in. Go ahead.
1: Uh, you know, and so it's really funny. Like, I, you know, when I read the family update from the vineyard in Anaheim, they're like acknowledging that, listen, we felt like this was the case. We, and you know, in 2020, they changed their board of directors when all of their, when their board expired. So often when a pastor comes on board, so Cap- the Scots <laughs> have been pastors there for four years, but when your term expires- Often when a pastor comes on board, they can ask for the resignation of the entire board of directors in order to install a board of directors that lines up with where they think they're supposed to be going. The Scots didn't do that. They came in. They worked with the board of directors that they had because they felt like they had done a good job to that point. And in yeah. 2020, all of their terms expired, which, oh, by the way, was in the middle of COVID, right? And so what they did is they found a board... they. Found and asked, they didn't, it doesn't even say they replaced them all, but they found a board of directors that they felt would help them navigate through the rest of the COVID because it was in the middle of COVID. Yep. And, and that board of directors, along with the leadership team at the church, felt like where Anaheim was supposed to go was not on the same path as the ABC. Right. Right. But now, so
3: I guess from my vantage point, it's like ABC has defined a path. And that path may or may not kind of align with the traditional views of we say what Anaheim had as their mission and vision as a church. And which is perfectly fine. I mean, from a from a church perspective, or even if you look at it as like a an organizational, you know, perspective, the organization was determined to follow through with their mission and their calling and what they were supposed to do. And even though the the overarching umbrella of the or, you know, of the. Association well, was different they still you know I mean obviously had to go through that thinking thought process to say, yeah, this is just not lining up i mean it's not making sense
0: well yeah the, and so so the vineyard has always been there's been an overarching baseline theology of the vineyard, but not every vineyard is the same they they are yeah. mul- they are vastly different across the nation and how they 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 operate on a, on a weekly basis. You, you, you don't believe that you can take, I, <laughs> I don't, mean, you can see it across. You can see it. Ac- <laughs> it's, it has changed I'm drastically in terms of just the, the, and, the, and I'm speaking from being in the vineyard for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way one church in the Northeast operates from a church down South is totally different. Well, uh, right, and, and 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 that's one thing. Now, now they have the base values, but but some of the I've and it's some of the ways that that whether it's just with the physical stuff, whether it's their music style or the way they produce their music, to just their overarching operation of the gifts of the spirit. Like there are baselines that they follow, and to to a certain extent, from a vineyard core value, but. But that drastically, the the way that operates within the regions is drastically different. <coughs> you know, yeah, I mean, so sorry.
2: yeah, so so to that end, like, what's what? Yeah, because because in some respects, <laughs> it would. Thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm okay, trying. I it's, it. it's 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 odd because, like, in some respects, it seems like it would be freeing. But like, what would that be freeing them from? Like, in some respects, them go they would go yeah. like, hey, we can now do what we want. But like, what could what what's different now that they're in or out of yeah, the organization? right. Yeah. So, now,
3: that so think about that one statement there, real quick. Is that yeah? Okay, fine. I'm out from underneath whatever that the organization of ABC is. But, dude, they have a whole new set of challenges at this point. Like, I mean, they are now independent of and beyond the umbrella and the covering of the Association Vineyard of Churches and that whole structure, which, you know, in essence allows them to further follow their mission. But at the same time, dude, they don't have, like, their their resources, their people, their connections. All the
2: vineyard churches are self-sustaining, though, yeah, they aren't are. they? Are. No, they are, so, like,
3: self-sustaining. But yeah. in essence, when you're out from underneath that, it is very different than being in it, you know. What I yeah. Mean? There,
0: yeah, old... yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. who's to, and who's to say that they're the way they're operating now is not is going to change? You know, like they maybe have been operating in that in that whatever their service looked like for quite some time mm-hmm. now. I mean, yeah. obviously they've seen growth because you stated Eric, they they went from three three hundred to over over a thousand. That's a that's a pretty significant jump. I mean they were a mega church back back then but 300 is is pretty small for that building capacity and and what they were operating oh, Okay over. so but that that's a number that like I, I, where, again I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying it, it's not the focus of the number it's the it's the focus that something's drawing attention Now well right-
3: okay so wait, wait, hold on a sec I want to clarify that so like you're, are we looking at like if we eliminate the COVID window, is that 300 before they were that? I don't know. I can't. And then that's 700 know. after? Because, of like, that makes a now, difference.
1: I think the COVID window is a part of that conversation. I think that's why they were. So then that's not a lot of churches closed during COVID. Yeah. Sure. A lot of churches, I mean, a lot, did lot not of businesses folded over too. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that that's where they were at. Um,
3: so that seven hundred number could be not a growth thing because they're doing something. Right. Different. It could it could just be that, hey, yeah. guess what? Right. Two other churches down the street yeah. closed and now they're yeah, you know, basically just reaping the benefits of more bodies. Uh,
0: and, yeah. And, and again, a lot of this is hypothetical because we don't know the true story, nor would we probably ever know the true story. Well and I don't but, think it really matters. But and it doesn't really matter. But the, the I mean the thing the thing that really matters is that it is a it is a place it is a location that was near and dear to a a, a, a much broader operation in the movement that people really cling to versus
1: well right and so, some some things about the Vineyard churches that <clears throat> that I like and I hate right so you know what they have um, <laughs> uh, so one of the things I love. I love about the vineyard is that they hold, Adam said this, but I just want to reiterate this. The churches are independent. Right? And so it is a movement of churches, not a denomination, and so it's not like McDonald's. Like, if I go to a vineyard here, it's not the same as even a vineyard 20 minutes away from here. Right? right yeah, the I, Manchester I, Vineyard okay. is different than the than the dairy vineyard. The whole feel I, I, is different. I think different. we need
3: to clarify that. Because like, I don't think, like, like, okay, so that's a loose fitting term in my mind because yes, a vineyard can be different in terms of how its culture is, in terms of its facilities and what it does and how its outreach is, and kind of its overall day to day. But at the same time, it's still the same. Like, I can go to a vineyard, and you guys were talking about this when you went to Cal, when you're going to Colorado. Is that you're looking at a vineyard out there? You know you're going to go to the vineyard. You're going to expect like A, B, and C to happen.
0: Yeah, you're going to have great. That, you're going to have some sort of of upbeat tempoed worship. You're going to have some a, a sort
2: of
3: time.
0: Um, you're going to have probably yeah. a glass at,
2: of wine or two because it's a vineyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. You're, you're, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna find that wine kind mixed, mixed with, with greatly, coffee.
3: You'll be greatly disappointed. That's great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Most vineyards that I visit visited ha, have all had the same loving outpouring of of accepting coming but that's that's
3: the model so that right that's part of yeah
0: and that's what you'll you'll see some of that stuff shine throughout throughout organizations that are part of the greater greater bit the greater operation but but there are ways that services and operations of how they connect can be very very different
3: what do you mean like clarify
0: I've been to vineyards where where the move of the Holy Spirit has been a lot more powerful than other vineyards where it's been very traditionalized. Does that make a change? Does that does that is that is that a problem? No, not at no, all. But
3: that's, so that's more but, of a styles. That's not a that's right. Not the vineyard. styles are different. That's still that's... following a vineyard value though. So, like here's an mm. example. So if I take if I take this out of the concept of the vineyard association or churches and apply it to a church that I attend and the church itself they are growing based off of their model and how they do, but they focus on one very like, or very three tenants that are very specific in the nature of who they are as the church organization as a whole. Now they have three churches or four large churches in f- pretty much four States and they kind of follow a saddleback approach or um, a seeker style kind of, you know, format with the, the added benefit of, you know, growing through um, uh, small groups and you know ministry time and worship and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, everything is. Yeah, the for, for what you're stating is that the 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 style of what's presented is very unif- unified. Whereas in a vineyard church, that's there's not that unification across the board on an average Sunday.
3: Some- uh, no, and, I, and- I, well, they're not you know because I don't believe that because like I know when I attended vineyard churches, I I was guaranteed. I know personally when I uh, would walk into a vineyard church that I would know this formula would always be the same. Now, would it always look the same? No, because you know there could be a bunch of different things going on and right. you know different scenarios. But I knew going to a vineyard, I wouldn't see the traditional. You know, Catholic Catholicism, you know, traditions of, you know, a Sunday morning mass in a Catholic, in a vineyard church. I would see a vineyard as a vineyard and a vineyard and a vineyard. I mean, it would be the same across the board. And so, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, the them breaking away, what is, what would they look like? Are they going to continue to continue to follow that vineyard model? And is that vineyard model going to kind of skew? how other vineyards who are part of the association look like, you know what I mean by that? Like, so, so it's like, they're not a vineyard, but in essence, they have a lot of the same vineyard things. Wow. You know, right. I mean, I, it,
1: it, it could be argued that there are a lot of churches <clears throat> that were built, that. that were built on the vineyard model. Sure. Like maybe they are, maybe they aren't a vineyard church. Okay, they a adopt in, right. But they, but they liked the way that the vineyard did things and they tried to map themselves after the same, Practices. I mean, I I used to talk to one of my old pastors went to like a Baptist church and the guy when he was a youth, he went to a Baptist church and um, his pastor went to some conference where John Wimber was and it completely shook him up and woke him up. And he came back and tried to do that same thing in a Baptist church and they were never vineyard, but they followed all of the same vineyard process formula, whatever you want to call it to try and stir up that reality. Right. And so
0: uh,
1: it went really well for them. They were very successful and they had a lot of, they had a lot of good stuff happen there. But um, the reality is moving from, from a move, removing yourself from a movement that you've been in for 40 years, that takes some serious processing. Like, and especially in the vineyard where, Historically, they don't. They they have certain tenets, certain um, scriptural basis. Uh, they have a scriptural basis that they depend on, that they that they're like this is what we believe. And if you're not, if you don't believe this, that's okay. But we're not your flavor.
0: Well, yeah. but
3: so let's 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 take that that and run with it a little bit. The okay, problem so. is that
0: it's just it's a it's a prominent detached Detachment. We're not talking about xyz church out of with out of wyoming you know it's it's yeah. a organization that has has been in the, the the limelight per se of the movement for x amount of years that it,
3: okay that, so it, it's a it's a tenant it's a facility it's a place that people in the movement know very well it's it's got a lot of history behind it so the history And, and personal goes away.
0: attachment from the articles that i read from a lot of people but
3: everything like, has a personal attachment right of course so, so so like it's, it's so
0: hard to say goodbye well so <laughs> let, let me ask a question like i mean paul's,
3: paul paul's a perfect example of this so paul like you came from the vineyard experience to where you're at now with harbor like so what was the transition like like do you see like anything in the stuff that's kind of like going on to where you are today now at harbor He's <laughs> like no
0: I just keep playing the same songs over and over everywhere I go <laughs> every week it set me on fire, baby.
2: That's right. That's, that's right. But you can listen to episode whatever some, it is. Someday they're gonna do that and I'm gonna be I'm not gonna have a song sing. Um,
3: <laughs> yes, you will. just won't be singing you're that song you just not going to get on the stage the next, it's like, be, Please stop setting me on fire, no, me on fire.
2: Please, please, please find a fire extinguisher <laughs> um, Put me out No well actually I started f- f- with a Catholic background so the deconstruction happened and I was just sit- <laughs> saying this <laughs> to somebody the other day between Catholicism and Vineyard
3: The because I will
2: never jacket. forget the first day I walked in with you guys to the uh, vineyard in, um, Framingham, Framingham. Thank you. I'll never forget it. Just like it was yesterday. No idea what the town's called, Framingham. um but <laughs> yeah, Framingham. No, I'm kidding. But yeah. like, I remember like you guys, op- like we opened the door and like, it was like a rock concert and like just seeing Gina lead and, yeah. uh, uh, Gina Prano, amazing, amazing worship leader. Um, just like being in that atmosphere was amazing. And, uh, you know i definitely so when and then so i had that and then w- vineyard and then when it definitely when i went to the church i am now there was definitely in a lot of ways uh missing the the spirit side of that cuz like my the vineyard side was always it was always really really far on that on that edge for me of you know, Hey, the spirit's going to happen and we're not going to plan. It's going to be fun. And we're going to start 15 minutes late and it's going to be all loosey goosey and stuff. Right. And then I came to the church I at now. And it was like, we start right on time and there just wasn't a lot of, um, uh, what was a lot of room for that though. I will say that the music, it got to a really excellent place before COVID. And now when I'm leading, there's definitely a big part of the, the vineyard that I take with me. Like, yeah, There's we're still planning we're 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 playing with tracks and such but there's still a lot of like hey are people responding to the music are are they responding are they having a moment can we do a chorus again can we like just let the the spirit breathe and we've had a a, you know we've had a lot of conversations with the elders and with the the pat the the new lead uh, senior pastor to say yeah we could use some of the the you know start to lean on some of the holy spirit the holy spirit side but um. But yeah, I mean, I'd be curious about what you guys um, see, see that. I mean, well, I'll just, let me just end too and say that, you know, we are, um, we're non-denominational. We came out of a church planning um, organization called the Orchard Group, Um, but we're not like tied to them at all. It's just like, you know, kind of a, a, you know, of churches in that regard. Um, But yeah, so we, Yeah, it's very, very non-denominational, and I feel like it's a pretty, I don't know, it's a pretty good place, especially as I still um, am learning about where my faith is and, like, what I believe, like, you know, what I believe in. I mean, there's the, you know, Jesus died for us, we're all sinners, but, like, what else? What else is important? Like what, you know, uh, like you said, this is secret sensitive um, versus the discipleship. Because generally speaking, and I'm, I'm reading this, book with uh the pastor called transforming worship and it talks about the seeker sensitive versus like well so it, question. it doesn't right. do discipleship well versus the other side that um so you know, where they want that other yeah go
3: ahead where vineyard is very much that's it, it's that blend of seeker sensitive and you know basically just move of the spirit like you're obviously having how, how
2: sensitive is it, though? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's very I, secret I, I sensitive, I man. No,
3: no, well, it, it originally was sort of that way, but now uh, even when we were in, I disagree.
2: No, look, because like, I because if you're secret sensitive, you're not going to have people like prophesying and dancing yeah. and like go doing all that stuff, right? Well, like so, you're going to be like more. Hey, let's keep this safe let, so let, that people. Let,
3: let me give you my my fifty thousand foot level on that. When we first started going to that vineyard in Chumsford... That it was more secret-sensitive than it was per se. Follows moves of the spirit. Now it evolved, and that was very much a process of you know it going from infancy to adulthood in as a church as a whole in the vineyard. Uh, I, I don't know. But I don't that know did. that it evolved. Don't it evolved. I don't know. I think it did. I so remember Trump, my first day there. Trump's there were people
2: like yeah, so dan- sa- think dancing think- and singing in the aisle, and I was yeah, like, this "Right, is right I that was so later, I want,
1: Wait, wait, wait. I want to clarify something here. Yeah, Good. Paul didn't join the vineyard. Yeah, he came later. Until after we were out of Chelmsford. Chelmsford. So yeah. Chelmsford, oh, yeah when we yeah, were yeah. at Framingham. Chelmsford. So, what you're talking about, and is... actually, this is one of the things that impacted me about the Chelmsford vineyard because they were not, yeah. they were not seeker sensitive. They were very... the, re- the, re- the way I got saved yeah. is they cast demons out of me. That is not seeker sensitive. Just so we're clear. <laughs> like that's not a safe place to go for somebody who's never been to church. Yeah, so th- it's a good place to go. so yeah. don't misunderstand how that works. but yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's not like I took I, I rem- I'll never forget. I took a friend of ours to a conference where they were doing things that I had been doing at church for years, and he was weirded out by the whole situation. And he co- he went to church. He was a Christian, he believed in God. But when it came to the stuff that we were doing from a prophecy point of view, from a praying yeah. for each other point of view, it was not in his wheeled house. And he let me know that it was bizarre and he wasn't interested. Yeah. Right? And so that's that's somebody that's in the church. Was that at Chumpsford or was that it was afterwards when we were at Framingham? Yeah. And and it was a it's a it's a guy y'all know, but it doesn't matter who it yeah. was. Like the whole illustration is that sort of stuff is Super powerful, super important, but not super predictable. Which is what I, as a seeker, probably want. I want predictable but valuable.
3: No, it's okay. When I say seeker sensitive, I'm not saying that was the vision of the church as a whole. Because in essence, that was it was just a small little entry gateway drug, we'll call it, for you know getting into the church. But once you're in the, you know, in the, we'll say the overall. Organization, it was not that by Well, any that's
0: uh, that's that's a good example, Eric. Like Ro- Romy, the, at at the time, Chumpsford was very traditional Baptist because they came they came from a wasn't no, no, no they didn't was, they were planted they out of the
1: vineyard. the no. vineyard Chumpsford never was Baptist. They were planted vineyard no
0: Calvary. They were Calvary. Excuse me, they yeah, were they're...
1: never Calvary. They were always vineyard. They got did, planted out of a vineyard.
0: Uh, I I think uh, I was no, with Adam, they, Adam they, because they, I remember Adam Conway. Was, Ed
1: Conway came from Metro North, and they okay. sent him there to take care of the it was, in Ch- the plant in Chelmsford, where the people yeah. were already meeting. But so, it was still
0: a tradi- it was very tra- traditionalized over what you would expect. And walked in the door from a- at the time when when uh, we when Metro Metro West was there, which was Framingham. The, yeah. the, the, but I the, think most of that has to do with the
1: when we started going to Chelmsford. So when we started going to Chelmsford, the vineyard was in a different place. They were still spiritually active. Yeah. But by the time we went to Framingham, Toronto had happened. Yeah. And there was like a whole spiritual awakening across all the, of the church, the but especially the yeah. vineyard. Yeah. And and it impacted the way that Framingham executed on it. Yeah, and but they, they were yeah. even more down that path than the yeah. than the Chelmsford. I think you're getting ahead of yeah.
3: like, yeah. So yeah, there was the, the part you're talking about, yes is It was very much less traditional than what it was, but when I first came into the church, dude, I was like we were eleven or twelve, and you know it was over the garage of the the mechanic shop that was more traditional for me than a lot of the the what we turned into when we moved down the street, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, but again, I think that that was we were still doing praying for people in that circumstance i mean sure we we were you know we were still doing. Uh, we, we were still doing like spiritual gift conferences in that space. Like now, to be fair, I don't think that that was an every Sunday morning people like no. people were sharing what they heard from God. Like, you know, but I think some of that, again, was facilitated by the mat- the maturation and the things that were going on in inside the, the church as a whole in the vineyard specifically and in our church. Right.
3: Well, and I think it primarily because of the movement just of the youth in general. I think that whole like our whole youth group in general spurred on that church movement as a whole to move more into the spiritual realm and into, you know, praying for one another. And, you know, the long, you know, two hour worship sessions and prayer, you know, healings and stuff like that, 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 you know, because I am I very, very much remember when we were over the garage, it was very like it was short, sequential and very you know kind of polished or put together in terms of the format and the flow but when we moved down the street and we became more you know older and um you know became more focused on
0: um, what we wanted Uh, to
3: do in terms of uh you know us as a youth and just you know moving the spirit you know in the spirit and in the flows and all that stuff that changed the whole you know kind of process of within the church i think i mean it or maybe even just dovetailed on top of it but i don't uh, you know i kind of felt we we moved a lot of that forward um and broke a lot of you know traditional like people's viewpoints on
0: what should happen it's funny i now go to a baptist church there, we're not baptist but we we have a lot of baptist roots
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're coming yes. away
0: from the vineyard which is not bad yes. i mean it's very biblical biblically focused very very <laughs> methodical in its operations on on Sunday morning and the worships worships modern with a few hymns put in there but but no we and we do we do a lot of time prayer but no real like listening for what I'm used to in in what mm-hmm. I've grown up in in, in let letting the kind of the spirit move in and operate in that uh, unhindered kind of movement well, which like- is and and it's been great and and very focused in on 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 home groups and and biblically sound and teaching and, and, and relational well, relationship by every mean. But but that that move of the spirit is just where I am at right now. In 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 where I am with this church is not not something that's that's well, kind, so- of, uh, kind of kind uh, of focused on.
3: So that's an interesting question you pose there, Adam, because it's like, OK, yeah, we came from what we've kind of touched upon a little bit, all four of us where we are today. Like, do you feel those same tenants, those same things that we experienced firsthand and did, you know, in those in that period, that season of our life exist today in the churches that we're part of, uh, like, do any of us not
0: to the ex- for me personally, not to the extent that I'm used to. Um,
1: um, yeah i think that we try to do that at our church i i think
3: do you but it's, does it come naturally from a flow of the, uh, uh, uh yeah the i
1: mean it, it's a, it's a part of your service i think that our tad that tad puts this puts it as tries to highlight it as a part of i don't know about every service but a vast majority of the services um
3: How about you, Paul? This thing on.
2: Yeah, not, not, that, I, not that I could think no, of. Not, not really. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, but Paul did just say that they're starting to talk about no, it. right? And yeah. a little more. Yeah. Yeah, it's it sounds like
3: yeah, opening that so, door.
2: So what's interesting too is that this this came up in another book that we were reading about um, read it, did, 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 matching the tap the tabernacle with modern worship. So, like the whole idea of the tabernacle that they built, Um you have when one in your Egypt. Oh,
3: I thought you had one built or eight. no, 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 not yet.
2: Uh, that, that's coming. Oh, the, <laughs> no, the don't idea, open it! Don't
3: open it! <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, look away, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously, don't look at it. Not um, what. Uh, but like the whole idea, like you know, you get you get into the actual where the holy of holies is. And then like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to listen. It's almost like every week we bring people to the place of, Hey, we've worshiped God. We have given Him praise. We've been grateful for what Jesus has done for us. And then we're like, all right, everybody see you next week. We don't have the time to like, we have, we don't always spend the time. So I, I will say that we have been doing, there's been more, uh, with uh, the, the new pastor, uh, Pastor Katie, she's done more like during the service. Hey, how can you respond? Like, yeah. L- like when I'm putting a service together and thinking about the music, the, the song that I always want to nail around, so Eastern, no, no pun intended <laughs> is um the one after communion, because that's like, so that's yeah. when we do, that's like this, it's like sermon communion. And then there's like response. So it's, I was like, what I have everybody right where we want them. Like, what song do I want to play there? And, uh, I know that's no a place. <laughs> yeah. oh, and, stay
3: on target.
0: <laughs> stay on target. Well, no,
1: I mean, there's a reality to that, right? Like, And I, I kind of agree with you, Paul. Like, I think that that's an important aspect. And, and you, you know, it's funny because we talk about, like, the ecumenical, like, really traditional rip, like rote services, like very uh-huh. traditional, like follows this pattern. There's the mm-hmm. the line, the repeat, the line, the repeat, yeah. mm-hmm. but you want to know something? Those are the built. Call. They're built to allow you to have a second to think about what you're actually saying. Like if you actually pay attention to what those, yeah. those uh-huh. echoes are, there's yeah. some depth in those. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. if we, if we can is. find a way to duplicate that, if we can not duplicate that, but if we can find a way to facilitate that, in what we're doing on a
0: Sunday morning, that's a big yeah. deal. Personally, yeah, I'd still want the hundred-person choir jumping around the jumping around the room and singing "Glory Hallelujah." that That's <laughs> I, I miss that. You're secretly. <laughs> when You're right. did you have that? I don't know. <laughs> can't figure out where that was, was not yet, try well. try Good call, you, Eric. Good I, call. I, you get a gold uh, star I <laughs> I have deep, deep South roots. That uh, yeah, are
2: and that's it. And well, that was that it's was wonderful. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Father's podcast.
0: Totally, listen again. In my family, well, no, I mean, you know, it, veers it, off into the woods. It and, is yeah. a, it is a, the move of the spirit is such a, a, a tough topic in churches. Mm. And well, and there's uh, a, there's there, there, but into because that, there's end, the fear factor of it getting to the point of crazy
2: because there's an unknown, yeah. yeah but because yeah. So, there's it, an unknown, so here's, yeah.
3: here's the other side of that coin it's like you can go all the way to the traditional side and be crazy on that side, too. So it's not like it's that whole uh, radical, uh, middle that say, yeah. Have, I
0: just it's just it, there is for. a there is a hindrance just in general human nature no, to no not way. go overboard, and and in by all means, is all of it that happens. God 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 centered but no I'm not gonna say that uh, but but there is stuff that happens that moves in, in general and, and in reality it's I guess it really doesn't matter because as long as you're I guess the the, the real outcome is, is is what where where is the heart at where is it going and and is it bringing you closer to God? and is it changing your life not just from an experience because we all like experiences they're fun they're exciting they're 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 great but is that experience is that 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 point where you have had an encounter is it life changing to redirect you towards in your daily walk with your relationship with god and how you interact with him and how you, how you see I- the world with him
3: I would even go one step further and say it doesn't have to be life-changing it has to be just are you engaging your creator are you reaching out are you being transparent are you Yeah
2: but but I I, I think that if you're if you're doing that you're you're going to be transformed and if you're not transformed then you're not doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> probably true.
3: No I mean yeah. yes I agree there's partly there's but but yeah. it's not it like you can go with. I mean, there's
2: grace. There's grace there, so there's no like degree, and there's no like measuring, and there's no judgment. But
3: except this podcast, but the...
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly for, Ra- R- for, R- your, R- for R- rad. R- rad is the only thing that will judge you. Everything
3: else, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're good <laughs> rad was the holy bible of BMX. Moving on. That's Aw, a, that's
1: dude. A,
2: but so t- to bring it back to the the uh, association, what we're chatting about. So, do we think that that was the that was the linchpin. That was the something around the spirit. Is that kind of what what you're? Are we reading into that? It doesn't seem like it's clear. I, I, I don't know. I just
0: uh, more and I can only speak from my tenure being in the vineyard. More than not, that's usually the changing factor. Is the either the direction? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? I
1: think there's. I think there's been uh, people that have left the church, left the vineyard specifically because of doctrine. And I, I, I think there's probably a couple things here that are different. Um, yeah, the so, articles the articles I've read indicate that it has to do more with spiritual fo- spirit focus, and some of the theological direction but, that the vineyard is going down, as opposed to where the Anaheim yeah. Vineyard sees themselves. So from. let's
3: let's shape that as a like let's talk on an organizational level. Let's not talk on an individual level because yes, people have left and gone in different directions because of doctrine and you know theological
1: discussion i'm talking about organizations i'm talking about like um the cambridge vineyard became not a vineyard and became an entirely different movement and left the vineyard completely so (laughs) you know and that was another one of those they did no just kidding (laughs) um so yeah i mean when i talk about that i'm not talking about like Bill's
0: Bill's church down the street left. Right, right. I'm talking about like so that was an up and coming, who, pretty who pretty Bill. significant church in the area. I know. Too, I know. Yeah.
2: Oh, I thought you were, about, no, thought you were talking about. You no, talking church. about Bill's
0: church? Yeah, I'm talking about Bill's church.
2: He was huge church, man.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it. it so they R-D-1. have had that happen. They've also, you know, to be fair, the Vineyard has asked churches to not be vineyards. Yeah. There have been a couple uh, of places where the doctrine didn't line up, and and they tried to part ways. Well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and actually there's a church in, in Chicago that was a vineyard and isn't a vineyard any longer. And it's really because they just don't line up with where the vineyard is on specific topics. Right. And mm-hmm. so they taught, they were a vineyard for a long time. They had a lot of conversations and in the end they were asked to not be a vineyard anymore. You know, they do that occasionally. It's very occasional. And that's the yeah. thing. Like, the vineyard is not – because they have a very loose management on it, they do expect certain doctrines to be – certain doctrines are the core of what they believe, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're not going to line up with those doctrines, that's okay. We love you, right? But Get the hell out of here. Anyway. But <laughs> you're not really a part of this movement because you're not lining up on those doctrines. They're a pretty big deal. That's okay, right? Um, It does feel like the spiritual bend is part of that. Um, and like I said, the the senior leadership in the Association of Vineyard churches changed over the summer. Now it was already transitioning before that. Um, but I, I don't know enough about where this leadership team is going to be able to tell you that they aren't going to do what, the Anaheim thinks the Anaheim vineyard thinks they want to do.
3: Well, and that's, that's, that's the crux of the whole entire thing. It's like, they obviously see a leadership shift and that leadership shift is either true too too traditional in a lot of their viewpoints and decision-making processes. And in essence where they're sitting, they feel like they're going to end up going to the other side of the spectrum instead of being in that middle part where the vineyard has been forever. And, they'll probably tread that line and they'll play that line for a long time. And they'll probably have to spend a lot of time dealing with shifts that happen a lot of whether they're too far right with the spiritual side of things and going too nutty and, and have to bring it back to, you know, some form of middle and keep some of the traditional, you know, biblical teachings and all of that stuff. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it, the organization as a whole, yeah, it sucks that they, they're leaving and they're moving in a different direction because of the history. And that's really kind of the whole crux of this thing, right? It's If it was any other vineyard church that didn't have the length and breadth of history that it had, then we probably wouldn't care about this and we'd move on. But because it's the the, the base, the history, the background, the methodology, all of that stuff that was built or what avc was built upon and and kind of came along a lot of people are going to have opinions and a lot of people are going to have you know um decisions or discussions around that, that 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 may not be like the popular thing and you know they may do you know their own thing for a while and then decide that you know that didn't work out and come back around because avc figured out you know hey we didn't go to the radical middle like we wanted to be we're a little too traditional or we're a little too you know whatever so I mean, I'm curious to see how that's going to affect, like that one change. How that's going to affect all the, the the churches that are in the Vineyard? Are they going to reconsider? Well,
0: it's, it's interesting. Like I think of Justin Barney, who moved up from the, from, I think it was Pennsylvania. He, he did opened, it was Chester Springs. Opened a church in in. Uh, oh, it's Keene in Keene, New Hampshire, called okay. called Praxis. Was part of the Vineyard movement befriended another local church in the area and found that they had the same kind of common cores and values. And he ended up, in my understanding, is he left left the vineyard and they started a new church in Keene that's, that's uh, doing pretty well. Yeah, and I think church planting is one of those
1: places where you're kind of out there on your own most of the time. You right? are. It's not
3: like most of the time you
1: are, and so that makes it very challenging. And and it's easy to, unless you have a real way of getting support from where you came from, it's easy to look around and say, "Where is the port in the storm?" Right, and and he, you know, who knows? Need- Good.
3: I was going to say Anaheim may not need it. I mean, because they are such a seasoned, well, you know they have a foundation that's long and wide and deep that they can live off of that and figure out how to make adjustments along the way versus like, say something like maybe a church, a hundred people in it, which could fall quickly.
1: (laughs) And to be clear, Anaheim is not a church plan. They are an established church. Their, their leadership team is bigger than my whole church. So just (laughs) so we're clear, like I, I, there's no question about the fact that they have the structures. And from what I can tell, just their senior leadership, just the people that are their pastor, their lead pastors, have the experience to run this, but it looks like they've bundled for themselves a pretty good team as well. So yeah. um, I'm not concerned about them making it. I, I'm always more concerned about the fallout for the people that weren't part of the decision, right?
2: Yeah. And
1: now what is now they have to make a decision based on that decision. And you know, as as leaders we we look at things and we say, okay, this is where I feel like I'm supposed to go. This is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And we try, you know, I, I mean, maybe you, I, I know I try, and I think we probably all do, to anticipate how this is going to affect the people that it will affect. Because the reality is that every decision we make as a leader has an effect on the people around us, whether directly or indirectly. And so we try to anticipate that. We try to mitigate it to the best of our abilities. And we try to provide follow-up and good communication as part of the process. But Go ahead. did
3: you did you do that? So just to kind of step back, in our church plant, did you do that? Or were you more for the fact that I was – I know for me personally, once the decision was made to close the doors and move on, my focus didn't know my focus became less of the leadership and trying to wrap up loose ends and make sure everything was good and more about rally around my family you know like did you feel like that same approach was for you when that happened or was it like hey we're gonna make sure everybody else is safe and secure around you and then you know then we'll tend to your family
1: i felt like we so so i'm gonna preface this with the fact that i was like 30 years old yeah, we'll, we right? Younger, so right. I was I was a flipping newbie and had no idea what this really looked like. Right? So maybe I was 34 or whatever. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Like 15? It was like 15 years ago. No, more than so that. I, uh, okay. Whatever. So I was below 30 then. Yep. So the answer is, I think Steve tried his best to make sure that we, we departed well and that he had conversations with people and that he invested into the people as they were departing, not just you know, and I think of, like, the Steve Sisler stuff we did about the personality profiles and that stuff. Like, he tried the best he could to make sure that we parted well.
3: So that is a vineyard tenant. In essence, that's going to uh, – I feel that –
1: same- a, That's a Steve tenant. That has nothing to do with the vineyard because I I, mm. I don't feel like the vineyard guided him to do that. I don't feel – I feel like –
3: no, but I feel like yeah, vineyard, I, I, vineyard, I'm going to be careful here cuz
1: I don't want to air my dirty laundry. Like I'm not trying to like dump on the vineyard. I but I will tell you I don't feel like that was from the vineyard. I feel like that was Steve trying to do right by people that he led for 7 years. And I think that, that that's a valuable thing and I think it was an important thing.
2: But- uh, and it and it bore it out and it bore it out and we probably should should wrap up here in a in a little bit, but we um it, I think it bore out, it bore it out. Over the time, like it wasn't just one. It wasn't just one note, one thing that he did over the years. It was multiple things that he did over the years, um, to to like stand behind everybody. So,
1: yeah.
3: The only reason why I say that is because, in this scenario where a, a Anaheim is leaving, I have a feeling. That that same structure, that same philosophy, that same um, attitude or direction is going to be very prevalent for that the the fringe folks that come across. Like those that have come into the vineyard because they thought they were, you know, they they knew this something new. They it's a different experience of what they're used to, church-wise. I have a feeling that they are going to spend the time working through. You know that whole process with their congregation and congregation, new congregation, existing, and congregation that have been around for, you know. So, years.
2: Yeah. So, so, so Romanek, put yourself in this. So, being somebody that has been at a vineyard for quite a while, what if you were a part of this church? What would your like? What do you think that they're going through? What would your reaction? Or would your reaction be if there? I was a
1: member of the church?
2: If you remember, because because on one clean. hand, what keep it clean, <laughs> keep it clean. But well, because on one hand, like you're like the church hasn't changed, right, right. You're still there with your people and your friends, and like the church isn't disbanding. the The church is still the church. You're still there at the church and right? whatever groups and such. On the other hand, like it might feel. I can see where it might feel a little jarring to be like, "Wait a minute, what does this mean?" Like, and if they're not the fact that they, it, the the statements that they put out isn't like it's for this, this, and this reason. They're like, "Yeah, we're right. being it's, called." It's in not this a direction. manifesto.
1: It's not like it's, they're Martin yeah. Luther posting ninety nine things on his door, right, right? Exactly. Like exactly. it's not, yeah. "Hey, the yeah. vineyard sucks. Right. We're leaving them." It's we just feel called mm. to go in a different direction, and every right. you know everything I've read from both sides. Yeah. And, and by both sides, I mean the ABC and the Scots mm-hmm. and, and the Vineyard Anaheim. There's a lot of other people out there that have opinions. But from those two conversations, they are trying the best they can to do this right. And there have been mm-hmm. missteps. There are places where it's not been handled great, right? Yeah. But it, but, but we're all human and we all make those kind of mistakes. We're doing the best we can. And so you you were asking me about what I think I would – how I would react mm-hmm. as, a, as a member – Honestly, my penchant is to actively seek God to see if I'm still supposed to be there, A, eh? and to wait it out a little bit and give it some time for the dust to settle. Because in transitions like this, everything seems different, and yeah. but it's really not. So you mm-hmm. give it some time to settle out and see what it looks like. But that's my penchant. I'm I'm much more of the, I'm not a bolter, I'm a... Yeah, We're going to stick right. with it for a little bit and see if it works. And you can see that even in my career, although I do change jobs pretty frequently.
3: <laughs> it's a five-year like, window, but it's uh, <laughs> still pretty long if you look at it. How
1: many I days is that? <laughs> I don't change <laughs> no, jobs because the jobs are bad. I change jobs because I feel like it's time for a new opportunity. I don't leave yeah. just because things are different. I leave because right. I feel like it's time. And so it's a different conversation. And I, and I feel the same. like I would be the same way in the church. Now, to be fair, my wife and I would have a conversation. we I'd figure out where she was at on this. Mm-hmm. I I would also be actively watching how the leadership
2: mm-hmm. handles
1: the rest of this transition. Yeah, right. right, right. Because it's pretty important. It it's even more important when you are an independent church with no real oversight or safety net that you know what the character of your leadership is. Mm. You know, it doesn't always help. To, when there is a safety net, but it definitely doesn't hurt when there is a safety when there's like an over oversight. If that makes sense.
2: Yep. Thanks. So. Well, yeah, either way, it's uh, it's certainly challenging for both sides. And yeah, um, I'm sure both sides sees, you know, they, you know, nobody, nobody does anything. Cause they think it's the wrong thing to do. Uh, <laughs> well, or, or at least I would hope the Joker not, might, not. the Joker might. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, any other final thoughts here anybody else have some final thoughts on we have covered quite some interesting ground here tonight so yeah what are they going to call, call themselves
0: people are messy
2: people are people are messy Amen. people are messy yeah what are they going to call themselves
0: Oh, they won't they they don't know
2: <laughs> the church of they're still discussing twice
0: removed from the vineyard with the vineyard the, the Los
2: Angeles An- so An- angels of Anaheim. We are not <laughs> the, the of vineyard of Anaheim. Anaheim. Is that what they'll yeah, put on the front door? Exactly. Yep.
0: Well, it's all well, interesting. All right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this kind of impromptu check on things and uh yeah, hey, uh leadership people, it's all, it's all messy. So, um, uh, um, you know, you can only do what you think is, is the next right step. So please let us know, please, um, let us know how we're doing on iTunes, on Spotify, and please toss an email that feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. Uh, please let us know how we're doing there. Please let us know what you'd like to hear about. And, uh, thanks so much. We'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Bag at forefathers <laughs> <laughs>
2: he couldn't <There's> wait still- <laughs> till he stopped
0: recording
3: he's still recording so and thanks for listening to the forefathers podcast where we talk about faith fatherhood and other f-words if you want to learn more head over to our website at the number four fatherspodcast.com if you'd like to help our show make sure you give us a review on itunes or in the podcast app of your choice those reviews help others find our show And if you have any other questions or comments, you
0: can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.